The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, joined tonight by G-R-E-G, Greg, 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 how about those Jets? Oh, how about it? Yeah, today, <laughs> there was a while it was looking a little bit sour, uh, not only for the Jets, for uh, my fantasy football team, and I was rooting for Max Holma in this event. That was looking sour for a while, and boy, did it turn around. So, uh, rather impressive. Lots of late drama for the Jumbo Jets. Lots of late drama for Max Homa and the Fortinet Championship. Max Homa does indeed, Greg, uh, successfully defend his title. This is something we saw a ton last year. Five successful title defenses. Uh, We saw maybe the chalkiest year of sports betting where a ton of favorites ended up winning last year. We start off this new season with more of the same. Yes. Um, and I think my rule is officially shattered. <laughs> yes. It's just I shattered. It I mean, look, I mean, all in all, still five times is a lot for the PGA Tour. It's not that often um, in, in the grand scheme of the season. No. The last time that we had five successful title defenses outside of last year was 2007. So it was yep. 15 years and Tiger had four of them. Right. So that that's where the rule comes from. And look, I don't know. It it still um, it still makes sense. It just you know it happens five times. It's a lot, and now it happens again. The first event of the next season. It's crazy. I just I couldn't believe how this unfolded. It it was looking very you know disappointing for Homa. Uh, you see Lauer and Willett not able to get it up on that shelf on seventeen, and I I felt like Homa was kind of ready for that moment, uh, and and he didn't get it back there. And then he's just hanging around and he, and then he, he doesn't hit the green of regulation on 18. You're hoping he's going to hit it in two um, and, and give himself kind of an easy birdie force will it to make birdie to win who had laid up. And it just, I mean, he did, he does make birdie, but not in the way that you would expect. No. So it was a, a wet and kind of sloppy Sunday. They went off early on split tees and threesomes because of the weather and they were playing preferred lies and they get to the 18th hole. Danny Willett one shot clear. Uh, Max Homa dumps his second. And if you're watching on YouTube, Jacob has the, the shot tracer up, uh, dumps his second into that greenside bunker, Greg, and doesn't hit the green 
with his third. He leaves it down in that little swale and and he just kind of walks up there and I don't know, it was almost nonchalant in the way he just walks up there and and chips it in. And yes. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be interesting for about, I don't know, three seconds because Danny Willett still has three and a half feet to win this thing. This is one of those situations. Kyle's talked about this a lot, right? Where the way that we watch golf is a little bit different than, you know, a fan or the way we watch football where you're, you know, hanging out on the couch watching. I mean, I got just to paint this picture for you. I got two laptops set up, <laughs> my TV up, I'm typing, I'm I'm looking stuff up, um getting all this stuff ready for the week uh, and for today, today's show and it kind of I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to move Willet up into my one spot. He's our, I got to start getting ready for Willett. And then it goes in and you're, whoa, he made, he made that. Um, and the other funny thing for me personally was I've been looking into home a short game a lot. Yes. Cause it's really improved. And in May, I, I was going through notes for a different reason earlier this week completely random. And I came across this note. It was a quote from Mark Blackburn, his coach in an interview who said, um, and he had just won the Wells Fargo also in the rain, ironically, but he said, um, you know, his, his short game's getting a lot better and it hasn't shown up in the stats yet, but it will soon. And ever since then, it, it really has. I, I went and looked after seeing that and he, I, ha- I have this right here. He's gained, he gained strokes after that in seven of 10 uh, events. The next 10 events, he gained strokes around the green in seven. And the three that he lost strokes were less than, less than a shot. Uh, and in the 10 events before that, he had only gained strokes in three out of 10 uh, and never gained more than two strokes around the green. So it, there was really kind of a big turnaround after the Wells Fargo, even though it's happened, you know, you know it was happening according to his coach long before that. This week, he finishes seventh around the green, gains over three strokes, and, and the shot of the tournament is a, is a short shot, which I, well, I found to be pretty cool. And, and despite chipping in, as I mentioned, Danny, Danny Willett is standing on 18 green with three feet, seven inches to win on the PGA Tour for the first time since his 2015 Masters victory. He had three wins worldwide uh, between then and now. So three and a half feet lips it out. And it rolls out to four feet eight inches, Greg. And this is where, this is where I'm starting. My, uh, my knees are shaking. I can't imagine what's going through Danny Willett's mind, knowing that he just lipped out to win, and now he has a longer putt to force a playoff. Yes, and I, I don't know. These are. This is when you're kind of be, you. You get jittery. Like I'm nervous watching it. I'm, I'm just nervous. There's no way he's going to miss the next one. Like you see the the focus changes and Homa chips in and he's kind of laughing like that's just unbelievable. And he looks so calm. And I'm thinking, okay, he's like, oh, that's a really cool moment, but it's it's too bad. It's a you know, a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> and then he misses and everything changes. And now it's okay, this is now like the most important part of my life. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but but right up there, you know, right up there and all of a sudden, you know, the routine gets a little bit longer. He takes a little bit more time. And I'm thinking, okay, he he's going to make this. Uh, and even when the ball was about halfway there, I thought, okay, he's going to make And it just it did, kept it did leaking right. It did look good for a while. Yeah. Uh, four feet, eight inches, he misses it. 
ends up tapping that in. Danny Willett will uh, tidy up solo second, but I'm I, I was like I'm still shocked. I'm I'm jarred. I'm, I mean I'm gutted for for Danny Willett. I I'm not sure. I can remember, I mean, three jacks from three and a half feet, Greg, with the with the yeah. tournament on the line. Yeah, on, on the 18th green, it's, um, it is shocking. And it's, I feel bad for him because that's yeah. not, you know, that's not the way that you want tournaments to end. You, you'd rather have Max Holmes chip in be for birdie to win. And, you know, Will, it doesn't make birdie. You don't want to see the guy, you know, three putt from four feet. It's, it's just tough to watch. Um, but at the same time, well, look, I feel really bad for Danny Willett, but I, I, Max Holma has really figured something out and you could see in his reaction, he, he wasn't feeling bad for Danny Willett. He was fired up a big, big high five to his caddy. He's, he's excited to get the trophy, which he should be. And now I know you, you want to be conscious of, how the other guy's feeling and you don't want to make a big deal out of it, but it kind of showed me that he's got a little more of that killer instinct than maybe he used to. The perception that we had of Max Homa four years ago is completely different than the perception we had of Max Homa three years ago and then two years ago and then one year ago. And right now, I mean, we've talked about this countless times on this podcast, Greg, he is just getting better constantly he doesn't do yeah. anything sexy he's not going to hit it like rory although he's turned into a really great driver of the golf ball but he does not going to drive it like rory mcelroy he's not going to be uh flashy he's not going to do anything that you just gawk at but he's going to win golf tournaments and he's going to fix the leaks in his game you told that anecdote about his short game it's something similar that he told us on this podcast I don't know when it was, Jacob, maybe a, a year ago, maybe not that long ago, but it was like he he identifies the weakest part of his game. He works really hard to fix it, and he's been able to do that very successfully for the last four years. I remember Kyle asking, he asked me this specific question, uh, and he said, you know, what's Max Holmes' ceiling? It was after a win. I think it was a year ago, after his win at the Fortinet last year. You know, what can he win a major? And the big hole to me in his game was it was the short game. Now the putting has gotten much more consistent. It's gotten much better. That improves his chances. But at the time, I didn't mind the inconsistency in the putting. I thought, you know, because he could still have spike weeks, which we talked about at length with him. But the short game, I thought, was something a little more important come major championship time. And I thought it was the biggest thing holding him back from getting to that level. Um, and he's shown this year that he, he can, he, he really improved that. He genuinely improved it over time um, through hard work. It's not just a couple of great weeks around the greens, right? This, this isn't a hot streak. This is real development, real improvement. Uh, and I think at this point, yeah, he, he can win a major. Um, he has that kind of game. I got one other thing for you, Rick. Sure. Have you seen any of these documentaries on, uh, on Netflix called, I think the series is called untold. Is Manti that the Manti Teo? I've seen that one. No. I've seen that okay. one. Okay. So there's, they're, they're really good. But yeah. one, I watched this one last night about Marty Fish. Okay. Um, and I think it's called Breakpoint, Breaking Point, something like that. Okay. And, and there's a very interesting line where Andy Roddick, is who is very close with Marty Fish uh, and kind of owned him, said, 
he most of the time you can tell if somebody has a killer instinct uh, if they if they get it mentally by the time they're like 12 or 13 years old and the guys that don't have it don't get it they never get it the guys that have it have it um and he said marty fish was a guy who realized it worked on it corrected it and got it it was the first guy he's ever seen do that and, and he did it in his late 20s and Max Homa is in a very similar situation to me where I'm seeing a guy who's, who's hungry to win. He's not hungry to play well. He knows that he belongs now. He goes into this event as the top dog. He says, this feels different. I'm the top guy going in this week. And, and he wins. And that's a, that's a different level of mentality. And that's a, a really impressive thing. And it kind of, maybe just because I watched the documentary last night, but it kind of reminds me of that Marty Fish story. Max Homa is now going to uh, head to the President's Cup at Quail Hollow, which he's won at, right? Yep. I always confuse this. He won the first PGA Tour win. The there. first Wells Fargo win was there. His second Wells Fargo win was at TPC Potomac. Yep. Okay, just making sure I have those in order. So he now gets to go to the President's Cup uh, at a golf course that he's won at. And a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, he revealed to Kira K. Dixon after his round in his post-round interview that he had seen, quote, at least on Twitter, end quote, that uh, some people were saying that he would not have made the President's Cup team if it were not for the live guys leaving. And he has uh, essentially used that as some fuel and is planning on using that as some fuel. (laughs) I'm sure that there's some truth to the there, there's some truth to the statement, unfortunately. Um, but he's very deserving of being on the team. He's very deserving, and I, I think that this U.S. team is going to be very lucky to have him because, again, that fire is something that's really impressive. Couldn't you see him, Rick, in a team event, get getting all fired up and kind of playing that part? I also think he is just a a one teammate. Right. From from the mentals to being uh, in the moment, you know, never getting on your case to being flexible to having an all around game. I think he's a a one teammate. Yeah, I think so, too. And that goes a long way. Everybody, uh, uh, everybody on the team is going to like the guy uh, and and everybody on the team is going to pair well with him. Not only for that reason, but um, but the other really cool thing about him now is that, that complete game that he's shown. Uh, and can and continues to show, and that allows him to be paired with anybody. And then here's the here's the other thing about pairings. Um, Michael Breed, who I work with, talks about this all the time. He says you you can't have two alphas, which is this is personality type. You can't have two alphas on the same team. You think of like Tiger and Phil being paired together. It typically doesn't work. You need an alpha and a beta, or two betas. And I think Max Homa, and, and again, this isn't about ability level. I would consider Jordan Spieth a beta personality. Justin Thomas would be the alpha. Mm. Um, and it, so it, it's not about ability level, but he, he can play with anybody. I think Max Homa will be able to play the beta role uh, if, if he's paired with somebody like, a, will just say Justin Thomas, because he comes to mind. Uh, and, and if he's with somebody where he needs to take over that alpha role. I think over this past year, he's shown that he can do that too, which is, um, which is really impressive. And having that chip on his shoulder is, 
a nice thing as well. The rest of this top five here, Greg, uh, Danny Willett, one shot back off of Max Homa solo second. Obviously, we've dissected that. Taylor Montgomery, who I'm quite excited about this year, shoots a Sunday 64, eight under to finish solo third. That's a lot of FedEx Cup points. And then in a tie for fourth, Benny on and Justin Lauer round out the top five here at uh, at the Fortinet. Yes, um, I'm I'm really excited about Taylor Montgomery, too. We talked about him on Monday. Um, and he was kind of my Justin saw got a lot of attention as well. And we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But I thought Taylor Montgomery was the best of the rookies coming in. And part of that reason is again, this guy's incredible. He's only played four before this week, only four events on the PGA tour. He's not one of those, these rookies who has played a lot of sponsor exemptions and has a career, but never officially reached rookie category. He, he is a true rookie on the PGA Tour, and he comes in and shoots 64 on a Sunday. Probably the hardest day to play on the PGA Tour for these, these guys who are looking to, you know, they're not necessarily looking to win. They're looking to get off to a great start in the season, improve their position. And so Sunday is this up and down day where, especially the first event of the year, where you could finish 40th with a bad, with a bad round on Sunday. Uh, and you could go finish third with a great round. And it's a lot of pressure. Some guys handle it. Some guys don't. It's great to see Taylor Montgomery, who finished 26th uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour last season, and miss, missed his card by one spot. When he finally gets it, he takes advantage right away. I love seeing that. Uh, Ricky Fowler has cleaned house. Ricky Fowler has got new caddy, new coach. She's just, it's, it's not been a good run. For Ricky, as we've documented uh, countless times, starts off his 2023 season with a T6 here in Napa, Greg. That that has got to be uh, like it wasn't. It obviously was not going to decide. We're not going to decide his season this year, this week, right? Like if he missed the cut, that was not going to decide his season. But it certainly must feel good to get off to a good start after implementing a lot of these changes when you've been doing basically the same thing for a long time. Remember, Rory, actually, ironically, the event Ricky finished top 10, who was tied third last year at the CJ Cup, was Rory's first event after the Ryder Cup. And Rory had left Michael Bannon and was going back to, uh, or, I'm sorry, he had left Pete Cowan, was going back to Michael Bannon. And he hadn't seen him yet. He just, he had made the change, but hadn't seen him and went out and won. And Ricky's kind of in a very similar position here where he, he cleans house, he's got a new caddy on the bag. Um, and, and he's gone back to Butch Harmon where he's also, it's a new coach, but it's a return to a, an old coach, just like Rory. Uh, And he comes out right away and plays great. And uh, the thing that gives me a lot of anticipation for Ricky about this week is how he did it. You know, he had 56 greens this week and that that's something that Ricky Fowler has really, really struggled in. I, I have it right here. Last year, he hit 62%. He was 186th in grains of regulation on tour last year. 62%. He comes in the first event this year and hits 56 greens on a golf course that, aside from Sunday, was firm. Hmm. That That is a, a really good sign for me. Uh, as we roll and uh, put a bow on this and roll towards next week, um, the international guys who are going to be playing next week did not have 
as good of a fortune fortune as Max Homa did. In fact, nobody had as good a fortune as Max Homa did. He won the golf tournament. But um, Cam Davis, Corey Connors both missed the cut. Taylor Pendrith finished T67, and Hideki Matsuyama shot one of the best rounds on Sunday, a 65, but that was still only good enough to move him into a tie for 25th. So those guys on the international side, it's one event. It doesn't matter. Not going to have that momentum going into uh, next week's President's Cup. No. And for, look, for Hideki Matsuyama, you know what kind of player he is, right? He finished it, the, the round of 65 is the confidence that you need. So that's a great thing for Hideki Matsuyama. He's going to show up next week ready to go. And the internationals are going to need that. Um, but for Pendrith and Davis, Chalk, we, I mean, I loved him they, they this were, week. They were, yeah. Uh, they were like the two chalkiest guys of the week right there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it, but they're, they're also young. They're President's Cup rookies. And I think the momentum heading into the week is more important for them. So look, they're extremely talented. They can come out and play great next week, but um, they're really going to have to. I, I think those two guys in particular are really important to round out the President's Cup team that is, has some strength at the top, but is nowhere near as deep as the American team. We've got to talk. DP World Tour, the Euro side of things. We've got to talk about uh, Live Golf Chicago, and we've got to recap our new betting challenge, which we'll talk about uh, after a quick word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. 
podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. And we're back. Okay. DP World Tour. They were in Italy, Greg. And on the first playoff hole, Robert McIntyre makes birdie and defeats Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, it was it was a great week, great Sunday. Roy McIlroy was as of course as he always is in the mix. Um, Terrell Hatton inside the top ten. Kurt Kitayama as well. Robert McIntyre is such an interesting guy. Okay, he is a highly talented young lefty who I have seen do incredible things on the golf course. It just feels like consistency is the issue with him. And I try not to get too excited. Like, like I, I want to be all in on Robert McIntyre. I love the win here, but I just, I, we need to see it more often. I hope. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, and I mean, look, this is, this is a great win for him. Awesome. Uh, and, and he's a fan favorite. There's no question about it. And, you know, looking ahead to the Ryder cup next year, yes. I think we all hope that he's going to be a part of that. He, and he's going to have to be <laughs> right. But, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine about this the other day. The European Ryder Cup team is still very strong up top, especially with the emergence of Matt Fitzpatrick. They need they need that depth. And McIntyre is going to be a big part of it needs to be a big part of that for them to, you know, f- go go in with a really strong team and winning here at the same venue is going to go a long way in that. Yes. Um, you know, I, you think of some of those amazing things like in the match play he drives the green on 18 hits it to like two feet. Yes. It, 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 I think he was the only one to hit the green that day. See, it's an incredible amount of talent. Um, but what happens when he plays on the PGA tour? It's typically not as great. And that doesn't mean he can't compete in a Ryder cup. It just, it, um, it, his game isn't quite at that level yet where it's a, world traveler and most players never get to that point it's a it's a, an incredibly difficult level to get to where you can play both tours very well very difficult level to get to um but it's a it's a great win for him and uh, another great week for matt fitzpatrick too yeah this is i'm glad you brought up the Ryder cup because he is he is going to have to be on this Ryder cup team i mean we we've we've talked about this a lot the bottom end of that european team was older guys that were kind of hanging on and we knew there was going to have to be a influx of young talent now you get robert mcintyre who was one of those guys we kind of earmarked as, Hey, this, this could be one of those young guys to, to do it, to win yeah. here at this golf course that they're going to come back and play in Italy. Like he has absolutely got to be on the squad. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. Now look, we're a long way away. You hope this form can continue, but if he, if he plays some, some nice golf for the remainder of the year and has a solid summer, maybe pops up in a major, you know, one uh, at some point, it'll give him a lot of confidence. I mean, you're still talking about a team with Rory, Rom, Hovland, Fitzpatrick. I mean, that's a really strong top four that can go against, that can definitely keep up with the Americans. But it's, it's after that, you start to really see a decline. Uh, and if you can get some hot young talent in there, some guys who are playing some really good golf, especially here, um, I, I think it could go a long way. I mean, Victor Perez, another guy, uh, Frenchman, you, you keep your eye on. He's he played really well at the at the match play last year. Um, maybe, maybe it was two years ago. I, I don't remember, but he was in the 
he finished top three there. So look, I, I think they're going to need some guys like that to really step up and hopefully, hopefully McIntyre can keep this going forward. Yeah. The, t- the top end, as you, as you noted, can compete with anybody, Rory and Rom and Victor and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Like you put the, those four, no problem. They're going to compete with anybody. It's spots five through 12 that become a lot bigger question marks. Yeah. And that's seven spots. <laughs> yeah. You know that, you know, that's seven <laughs> points and singles. <laughs> it's seven points it's a lot and you look at this american team and i've been going through getting ready for next week um and it, it'll probably be a slightly different team although the core will will be there and they are so rock solid through the bag i'm gonna put something out and if we're doing df a dfs episode tomorrow we'll talk about it too but the, i mean they have six guys who are inside the top 10 and birdie average last year. I mean, there's only 10 spots in there. Six of them are on this team. It's just remarkable how good they are. They're all top 10 drivers. They're top 10 approach play players. It's, it's, uh, it's really kind of fun to look at the stats. If you're an American fan like me, (laughs) but very interesting. Uh, Very interesting. Also, Live Golf had its one, two, three, four, fifth event, uh, Chicago. Cam Smith gets his first victory. A 13 under par, uh, 66, 68, 69. Three shots clear of Peter Uline and Dustin Johnson. This is probably the best leaderboard Liv has had, uh, not only in terms of number of golfers, Greg, but in their position. So, so it's Cam Smith, Peter Uline, DJ Sergio, Joaquin Neiman, Louis Ustase, and Charles Schwartzel. Phil has his best week. Bryson's inside the top 10. This is kind of what they paid all that money for, for a leaderboard that looks like this. Yes. And with 48 players, the same, more or less the same 48 players, week in and week out, you're going to see this, uh, I would imagine, quite often. On the PGA Tour, there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of um, fluctuation up and down because there are so many players in the field. Uh, and there's so many events. And it, you get a different field every single week. Um, and Liv's model is very different to that. So it, it was... Um, uh, I didn't watch much of it. I really won't watch much of these events going forward. But I find it kind of interesting because it's a great leaderboard, but there's very little buzz about it. Um, you get some of the guys who, who, who cover it and they do a nice job of it, but it's the coverage of these live events is not about Cam Smith's game. You know, it's not about how good Dustin Johnson is playing. It's about what they said afterwards or what the announcers said, you know, (laughs) about these teams. And it, it gives it a kind of a strange feel from the outside looking in. So yeah, it's a, it's just been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year. Uh, the, the Netflix doc is going to be awesome. I don't, I don't need to kick off a whole live discussion, but I, I, I hear both sides of this where like, I think you're going to see a lot of leaderboards that have Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, Joaquin Neiman on the top yeah, of them. You are. And I think some people will use that to say, oh, well, very clearly they're the best players in the world. The OWGR should be assigning points retroactively and immediately, right? Like where you could also argue the other side that 
geez, Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, and Joaquin Neiman are going to beat up on these guys every single week. Like, I'm not sure that that's, I'm not sure that that's the positive angle that some want to make out of it. I'm not sure it's completely negative either, but there's, there's definitely two ways to look at a leaderboard that always looks the same. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, and it, it's a complicated and uncomfortable, very uncomfortable issue to discuss because I understand the side that Greg Norman has talked about and how for the legitimacy of the OWGR, you need these guys in there. But the format that they're playing has a real big effect. The size of the fields has a real big effect. And there's a reason why these stipulations were in the OWGR guidelines beforehand, before live. They, they didn't make these rules with the idea that Greg Norman would uh, and, and Saudi Arabia would start a golf league with 48 players in it, right? They, they didn't make any rules to exclude them. They made rules to make sure that they, that the best players in the world were playing under similar conditions uh, and playing live golf is clearly, I mean, it's, it's very different conditions in a lot of ways, field size, um, the, the shock, I think the shotgun start is different. It's invitation. I actually think their biggest issue is that it's invitation only and there's no qualifying process. That's what I think their actual issue is. And they call themselves Live Golf Invitational, which they will shed next year because I think they've realized that's one of the big issues they have. Yeah, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. How do you get into a, a live event? I mean, I guess they have a couple of things that they've released about qualifying, um, but it's a, an extremely small, narrow window. Just the way you want it. So again, I go back to this. We've talked about this a lot. The the context of this competition is very hard to um very hard to delineate, very difficult to delineate. And as we go longer and longer, as time goes on more and more and more, it's gonna get even more difficult to delineate. So do are we saying that they're not good players? No, they're very good players. Right. Um, and I wish that they were playing 72 whole stroke play events against the guys in the PGA tour, I'd feel a lot better or the DP world tour. I'd, I'd feel a lot better about the official world golf rankings if that were the case, but I, I'm not going to feel great about the official world golf rankings. If live gets points or doesn't get points, but I don't know what the answer is because we have no content. What does it mean? What is it? What's the difficulty level? How do you really decipher that? It's, it's a, a, a kind of an ugly situation to be honest. It is definitely complex and one that we do not need to dive into on a Sunday evening. But what we do need to dive into is our odds and ends, our betting recap that we will go through after a quick word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing To grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay, Greg, we switched it up this fall. Now, we did not get a chance to get your picks for Tuesday, but I want to get your thoughts on this new format that we've put in place. So Jacob has allocated us $150 units, nuggets, M&Ms, whatever you want to call it, okay? 150 of them, where we have to put 50 of them on a matchup, 30 on any finishing position that we want. We choose the player, we choose the finishing position, uh, and then two winner outright bets. And then on top of that, our best bet is $50 or 50 nuggets, anything we want, no restrictions. What do you think of that format? I love it. I love it. Because look, matchup, it's it's valuable. It's value for the viewers, for the listeners. Right? I, if I like outrights and everybody's best bets or everybody spends their units on matchups, because uh, that's the smartest way, some say, then you you lose out on a lot of outright opportunities. And the same is true if it's all outrights and uh, and and you're looking for key matchups. So I, I think that's a really smart way to do it. So kudos, Jacob. Uh, and I find this to be very interesting as well. Uh, look a- at the check marks and look at the X's. <laughs> yes, they should be on the, the check marks are going to often be more on the left and the X's are going to be more on the right because yeah. matchups are on the left, outrights are on the right. Um, this is also this is also much easier to track and much easier to compare. There has been not a ton of calls, but like I think there is some level of like, hey, what's what like let's do a little bit of transparency here. Let's release that. And when Kyle does either all of his money on one thing or 100 different $1 wagers. It, it's hard to track and compare against one another. So this is a step in yes. that direction as well. Right. And, you know, we've had this before where Mark is um, the matchup <laughs> king. Right. So maybe you want to pay attention to what Mark says in matchups. And maybe that changes and somebody, you know, Rick gets really hot with outrights and you roll with Rick's outrights. Um, I, I think that's a, it's a really smart way to do it. Um, I guess, well, you have the best bet. So that gives you your flexibility. If you want to go down the nationality path or, um, or, you know, or some other way, I think that's a, I think that's a really smart idea. The one thing that we've yet to see is a best bet. That's a parlay. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to see that. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, here, these three guys to all finish inside the top 20 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's hard to call it a best bet. It's a, a flyer. Yeah, it is. it's probably the worst bet on the board. But hey, it's your money. You spend it however you want. That's the beauty of it. Uh, matchups. How about that? Three check marks. I had Emiliano Grillo plus 105 over Davis Riley. Coach had Hideki Matsuyama minus 130 over Cam Davis. And Patrick went with Taylor Pendrith plus 105 over Mav McNeely. I believe all three of those were decided on Friday. Did Davis Riley make the cut? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. So I believe... Oh, no. Cam Davis... No, he also missed the cut. Uh, Davis. Cam Davis missed the cut and McNeely missed the cut. These were all decided on Friday. Three check yeah. marks, three zero sweaters. See, that's easy street. Mm-hmm. That, that it doesn't get much better than that. That's yeah. that's how we're going to start the year because it's going to be hard to beat every week. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But look, uh, matchups are the way to go. Uh, finishing positions, uh, Emiliano Grillo, top 24 coach. He finished. Two shots out of that. T25. Tough one there, plus 225. Patrick went with Brendan Steele. Top 10 
missed the cut. And I went with Thomas Dietrich plus 250 to finish inside the top 20. T12, Greg, cash that ticket, sir. I, I saw his name. You mentioned him on Monday. Uh, Love and Dietrich. Yeah, I always get a little nervous about the guys coming from who are playing really well in Europe and they're coming over to the U.S. It makes me a little nervous. We, we see that disappoint, I think, more often than you'd think. Um, but that was a great pick because he, he played some really good golf and has been for a while. Our six combined outrights, which were actually five different golfers because Coach and I both had Maverick McNeely. All of them were whiffed. So these are the two $10 wagers that we make at the end. Pendrith and McNeely for myself. Coach went with Sahith and McNeely. Patrick went with Emiliano Grillo and Tom Hoagie. We, ha- we had a couple of guys inside the top t- 12, 15, but these are, uh, I mean, listen, as we know, outrights are hard to find. And there's no Max Homa in there. It's a no-go. I know. I know. Isn't that crazy? We didn't. Yeah. I thought about it because I, I knew how chalky it was. And I liked that I have two outrights. And I was going to be like, okay, one, I'm just going to pick the favorite. And one, I'm going to pick Taylor Pendrith. And I just yeah. couldn't, I could not, could not get myself to do it. The favorite this week made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a lot of great things. Like we talked about this with the, um, with his approach play. He had lost six straight events leading into this, uh, approaching the green, and still had what four top twenty fives. Yeah, that that's what, that's what we were saying. It's like even when he's playing arguably pretty bad for the way he's been playing, he's had great yeah. results. Yeah, and I mean you don't bet outrights on the floor. It set, it sets a great floor, but all of a sudden his iron play comes alive and he wins. Um, and it's uh. It was great to see because I think he gained like three strokes approaching the green this week, which was which was nice. But it's kind of the way that we saw it playing out, a potential that was a smart thing to bet on. But I will say, I'm just glad to see there's no Danny Willits on this board. Oh, could you imagine? that would just be devastating. He had to be like 200 to one. Pro- probably. I know he was 6,900 uh, 6, on DraftKings. 6,900. So he's probably 150 or 200 to one. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then our money ball, our best bets. This is where we could put money on anything that we want. Two and one here. Look at that. Uh, Patrick doubled down on his matchup and added another 50 to Pendrith over McNeely. So that wins. Coach went with McNeely in the top 10. He missed the cut. And I went with Taylor Montgomery top 40. I should have went Taylor Montgomery top three. Would have got a lot better odds. Yeah, I'd say. It would have been a lot more sweat as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely would have. <laughs> what a round uh, from him. Dude, he's so good. He's so good. I can't wait to I can't wait to watch him. So um transparency wise. So Jacob, look at that. Jacob, if you're watching on YouTube, has the spreadsheet in there. Uh coach is down 35 smackers. Patrick is up 56. I'm up 158. That is one week in. And uh Greg, I can't imagine I can keep a 105% ROI all season long, but I'll try. Well, what are you what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm just gonna retire now. Oh, uh, betting on golf is so hard. So hard. It's but, really uh, sick. But look, there's opportunity there. And that's our job to find it. President's Cup next week. Couple of items. Uh, I completely forgot, Greg, that they they stretch out the President's Cup. Yeah. They don't they don't do two sessions Friday, two Saturday, and singles on Sunday. There is one session Thursday, one session. Friday, two sessions Saturday, and singles on Sunday, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Which I think has an interesting 
um, it, it makes the job a little easier for the captain. We always talk about well, who who's gonna who are the five match guys, mm-hmm. and you don't have to think about uh, the fatigue factor quite as much because right. e- everybody can handle five rounds in four days at this time of the season. It's not like you're you're. This is right before the FedEx Cup playoffs or something. Everybody can handle that. Um, so now it comes down to simply form and performance, uh, and you can kind of play your hot hands from Thursday into Friday or after you know the two formats are done. Thursday, Friday, you play your hot hands on Saturday. So it's a it's an interesting angle, and I, I quite frankly, in a lopsided match, I think it's really helpful for the international team as well. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Jacob, if you have a moment to tell me what's going on for next week, because we we believe we are going to get a DFS f- slate, but we might loop that into the mega show. What does our schedule look like for next week? Yeah. So the way I've got it planned out right now, tomorrow we'll do some storylines for the president's cup, because I'm assuming that'll give them got some it. time on the books to get some, some actual lines out there. And okay. then Tuesday we'll be able to wrap up sort of the DFS angle and the the bets that are out there because I think I think there is a possibility that it could be a little limited so we'll knock out storylines that'll be fun tomorrow uh you know we'll have Mark and Kyle on for that and then Greg Patrick coach coming back on Tuesday for all the betting stuff of President's Cup and those are the same times we always do those yeah so we'll do 5 30 on Monday and then 1 p.m Eastern on Tuesday and then after each day a pot Yep. Oh, you know we're podding. Oh, yeah. I might I might pop in and out uh on site. We'll see. Oh, oh. Jacob oh. on grounds at Quail Hollow, you dog. I mean, I was walking by there's literally a there's literally a lot that's like right next to my next to my house. I can I can walk, get on a shuttle, show up to the grounds. Don't even have to pay for the the parking pass. They have the nice. media credentials that I wouldn't have to pay for, but there's one I could even walk, you know not even have to steal the car. So have you ever seen those YouTube videos where guys like sneak into the Super Bowl or to like events like that, or like to concerts or to that's, yeah, you should find, you should find the boundary fence, Jacob, and try to jump it and see if, and, and vlog it all. Uh, well, I mean, if I was like a best man at a wedding, I could just get kicked out of a live event (laughs) because that happens. Ah, crap. That joke's over my head. I missed it. I don't know. Oh, you missed it. it was, it was at one of the events. They, 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 there's a wedding party just like camping for like the bachelorette or bachelor party. Whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. And the security people thought that they were like protesters. They just, they were they just hanging out. out. They were just hanging out. They were just chilling. Yeah. You know, it would be really aggressive. Jacob is just to jump the fence, but have a credential. Yeah. Just oh, show them you, show them you right? can do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will have a credential, so that would be, that would be a very boss move. Well, I just it's a great way to lose a credential. It's a lot quicker this way. Yeah. You could just say you were hired as a security consultant and you found a weak <laughs> spot. You found a weak spot in their security. I could just show them like Mark Emmelman's number on my phone and be like, look, I know, I know the brother of the guy running this thing, right? That's good for <laughs> something. That'll then work. That- then, they'll, then they'll tell me, no, sir, please, please leave. I guarantee you, if I call Mark Oman right now, he'll answer. <laughs> They're like that. Only that only works uh, when international. Are you are you, are you calling him for a ride? <laughs> yeah, because he's someone he who take you home. Is he going to bail you out of whatever drunk tank or like you know temporary temporary holding cell that they have on grounds? Uh, that's so funny. 
All right, boys. Uh, I guess we'll be back at it next week for the President's Cup. Uh, any final thoughts, Greg? I think we're good, right? Uh, yeah. Crazy ending to the day today, which was really fun to watch. So I enjoyed it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this President's Cup. I think it's going to be a blast. All right. Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes and apparently on the scenes at the President's Cup as well. Producer, nope, Greg Ducharme is available on Twitter at The Real GFD. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. 